I'm so excited about this message because I believe that this is the answer to what motivates many of us, the answer to our problems, the answer to especially the inside people. We've got a lot of outside people here, and outside people too. We, we have this issue a lot. But inside people have it, and nobody really knows it. And it is probably 90% of the motivation behind what we do, our behavior. I have been, was, was, everybody say was. I was a behavior specialist for school district for years, 20 over 20 years. And so what we had to do was study behavior, study the function of the behavior. We had function, function of behavior analysis. We wrote behavior plans based on those what we call FBAs, function of behavior. So we had to look at not this, only the severity of the behavior or the intensity of behavior, but what is its function? For instance, a kid that started blurting out doing reading and, and we knew he knew it was going to be um, Ron Robin reading and it was going to come to him to read. And they started blurting out, cussing out, getting put out every time of day that we're going to have to read the play out loud. What do y'all think the function of that behavior was? Hmm? When behavior, science, we call that to escape. To escape that setting, avoid, to avoid having to read and be embarrassed because he couldn't read or she couldn't read. Y'all see what I'm saying? So there may be a way that we could stop that behavior once we met the function of the behavior. You see what I'm saying? So once we know that the only reason you blur now because teach y'all get, to get put out is because you can't read. So now doing round robin reading, we can do a couple of things. We can uh, tee you up before that reading session, right? Go over words that are tough so that you can read more fluently. Or we could um, just skip you all together and push in on some of them reading skills that you need so that you could be could read. So we're not going to call on you. You're going to sit over here and it's just going to look like, oh, we didn't get to him today. And then they'll stop blurting out, stop cussing the teacher out. Because the function of that behavior wasn't to cuss the teacher out. It wasn't to, you know, even necessarily get put out the class. They just didn't want nobody to know that they couldn't read. Do y'all see what I'm saying? And so this series is definitely more on the line of a functional behavior assessment for many of us because one of the things that we're going to find out is that the reason we do a lot of the stupid, goofy stuff we do is because we want vindication and we want validation. The devil has done a job on most people in our society because I don't come across many people in my generation 
or below who grew up with both parents, who grew up without some type of abuse, physical, sexual, or both, who grew up without being in want or abject poverty. Basically, most people that I run into have had some kind of trauma. Trauma creates a deficit. It makes the person feel less than. It makes the person feel shame. It makes the person feel as if they are to blame. So many children that we've ministered to and counseled, they feel like they were the reason why mom and dad got divorced. Makes no sense. But they, they feel like it could have been their fault as to why mom and dad didn't stay together. So that, that puts shame on them. That puts blame on them. And their life is spent in an ever, never, never reaching the goal challenge of being validated and vindicated by people. Now, <laughs> the recording artist, gospel recording artist, Kirk Franklin, because we could find a lot to shake our head about with him, but, and I've met him, but one of the things that he said that I think is valid with the new revelation about the daddy, he was told was his daddy, wasn't really his daddy, and then he got a new daddy, he found out was his real daddy, but even his mama is still denying that that's his real daddy. And he said he had such a deficit growing up because of the abandonment issues and things that he would do anything to please people. Now I believe that. He would do anything to get people to like him. Now I'm not asking you if that's you, but might that be somebody you know? They'll do anything just so people will be their friend. Women that'll do anything just to get a piece of a man. Remember, Aaron you can have a piece, my love, just a piece, piece of a man. People that'll do anything, right? Because there's such a deficit. But I'm declaring to you, those of all you guys who hear me, all of you who stay plugged in, that this will be your breakout year, my brother said, of vindication and validation. Are y'all ready today? All right, so here is our key scripture. Let's go to Psalms 17 and 2. Psalms 17 and 2. This is the scripture you can lay your claim on. Anything you find in the Bible is a promise, you can make it personal to you. I don't care who said it, David said it, Job said it, whatever. You can make it personal because the word of God is living. As the Bible isn't just historical, it's in the present, it's living. Listen to what he says. Let my vindication come from you, for you see what's right. It's the running joke in America. Destiny on the stripper pole. She got daddy issues. 
So the idea that we want vindication is not a wrong thing. Obviously, David says, my vindication comes from you. It's how we seek to be vindicated that becomes the problem. You know, some kid this week is going to take drugs for the first time so they can get some validation from a friend. Destroy their whole life. Taking meth or some Percocet, some pill, they be what say, popping perks and stuff. Like, for the first time this week, so somebody won't think they're not cool. Think of all the stuff that people do just to get some vindication validation. I know people who married on the rebound just to prove to the ex they could still find somebody and married a bad person. We don't know people like that, do we? Just to prove something. Hey, can I tell you something? Don't marry nobody to prove nothing to nobody. You better marry because you're in love. You better marry because God told you that that's the person. You're going to have problems anyway. I got a sneaky suspicion. Man, Whitney Houston might not even marry Bobby Brown if everybody went and told her, don't marry Bobby Brown. She did it to spite people. Everybody said, don't do that. Oh, God. Yeah. People marry people. Then. Yeah. Okay, just, just pop culture. I don't know. Just my, it's just my opinion. This ain't got nothing to do with the Bible, God, nothing like that. But I think, this is me personally. Kanye West with this girl over here? I think he did that to do something to Kim. Because she kind of look like him. Kind of act like him. You in a whole relationship, the brother got married. You don't marry somebody over here because you was mad at somebody over here. Man, ain't no way in the world, yo. That's crazy. But people do all kind of stuff. That's my personal opinion, by the way. But don't make it the gospel, you know. I add my little commentary sometime. The Lord said I can't. But y'all, people do all kind of stuff. People go out and buy cars they know they cannot afford to impress people that don't even like them. And who paying the car note on that every month? Come on, bro, let's go to Chick-fil-A. Man, I can't go to Chick-fil-A. Why not? I pay that car note. <laughs> you got a car note, you can't even go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, you need to take that car back. <laughs> do y'all are y'all feeling what I'm saying? People do all kind of crazy stuff trying to get validated or vindicated. And that's true. That's true. I know guys who went got on steroids, messed they all their testosterone up because they got bullied. They wanted to prove to somebody. Hello? Now they can get all the girls, but then they can't get none of the girls, if you know what I mean. Trying to validate something. 
So we're not going to do that because David said, my vindication comes from you, O oh God, for you see what is right. Everybody say, I'm going to get my vindication from God. Now we started talking about this last week. One of the greatest uh, accounts of vindication comes from Joseph. Did you know that movie was playing last night? Yeah. So I woke up, I was like, man, that's confirmation. I'm supposed to preach this word again. But let's look at Joseph. Because many times that need and hunger for validation, it comes from our family. Y'all, we've never been in families where people play favorites, right? Have you ever seen a family where people play favorites? Yeah. And that'll, that'll mess a person up because then they spend their whole life trying to prove that they're better than their brother or better than their sister. Parents don't do that. Everybody say, parents, don't do that, sir. You let your kids know they're all different. Don't do that. You let your kids know they're all different. Yeah? You let them know they all have positives and negatives. Come on, somebody. The one that made all A's in calculus and math, they didn't do so good in English. The one that did great in English, didn't do so good in math. The one that would, they could remember to do everything, all the chores, all around the house, forgot to, you know, wash up on their arms. Like everybody has something they was good at. Somebody say amen. But a lot of times in our families, we create these solos, we create these vacuums, we create these deficits in people, and a lot of what's messing with a lot of us came from our upbringing. And you don't have to say amen to that, I know it is. So look at uh, Genesis chapter 37, verse 5. This is Joseph. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers. And, and they hated him. They hated him for it. He told them what he wanted to do in the future. He told them what he thought God was going was, was gonna to do and what God was saying. He had a dream. They hated him. And he said unto them, he said, listen to the dream that I had. For behold, I was standing. And basically what he says is that I was, uh, we were binding uh, sheaves of wheat in the field and my column of wheat arose and stood upright. And behold, your column of wheat sheaves stood around about and made obeisance to my sheep. Basically, they bowed down. And the brethren said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? And the answer to that is yes. We'll find out the rest of the story. And they hated him all the more for his dream. They falsely accused him, and that's where the need for vindication comes, falsely accused him of being whatever. You think you're more than us. Falsely accused them of, oh, you daddy's favorite. Hello? He was daddy's favorite. That wasn't his fault. Somebody say amen. amen. Falsely accused him of all kind of stuff, but look what happens. And he dreamed another dream, told to his brothers, and said, Bill, I dreamed another dream, and the sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed down to me, this obeisance me. And he told it to his father and his brother, and his father rebuked him. His dad was like, bro, are you crazy? All right. What is this dream that you dream? Shall I, your mother, and your brother indeed come and bow down ourselves to you to the earth? Now, 
We talked about this on Wednesday. I want to hit this a little bit more, and then we're going we're gonna to get ready to go. In your life, there is something called objective truth and subjective truth. If you live in the world of your subjective truth or somebody else's subjective truth, because some people try to control you with their subjective truth, that's called narcissism, you got to live in their world, their crazy world. <laughs> you ever known people like that? Once you live in their crazy world, they crazy, but they make you think you crazy. And if you don't do what they saying to do in their crazy world, then they gonna punish you somehow. Anybody ever seen that? Yeah, I'm not signing up for that. No, we, we can't live in crazy town. Somebody say amen. So there is subjective truth and there is objective truth. Put on the screen what objective truth is, please. Objective means verifiable information based on facts and evidence. I'll add confirmation outside of yourself. Some of y'all have no interest in living in objective truth because crazy town truth Serves you okay. So we don't know when Joseph has this dream, is this the truth? Is this objective truth? His brothers don't know. His father don't know. It looks like subjective truth. Give us the definition of subjective. Subjective truth means information based on, <clears throat> means, inform means information or perspectives based on feelings, everybody say feelings, feelings. Opinions, opinions, or emotions. That's crazy time. I want to tell you something. I want to say this. Don't go diagnosing your spouse or your children. Or but many of us live with some mental health issues. We have them and we live with people and or we live with people with mental health stuff. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you're living with mental health and you don't have the word of God, y'all, you're going to live in some crazy town. Anybody been with a bipolar person? I'm talking about truly bipolar, schizophrenic. Y'all, that's crazy town. They go through their manic phases. They roaming around all day. They can't get, go to sleep. They roaming through all your food and your chips, eating up all the cookies. They do, I mean, they're just, just, just acting a fool. And then after the manic phase, whew, now they're sleeping for two days straight. Y'all, that's crazy town. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there's objective truth, there's subjective truth. So this year of validation, what, what's got to happen? Number one, you got to make sure you're not in crazy town yourself. You got to make sure that you reach for objective truth. 
Whatever you think you can do, whatever you think God said to you, whatever you think is right coming to you and all that stuff, y'all, you got to make sure that you search outside of yourself for objective truth. And remember, objective means verifiable information based on the facts and evidence. So here it is again. We could keep saying uh, debts are going to be paid off. People, salaries are going to be doubled. We could have been saying this from January last year, and we did. And that could have been a subjective truth that I just came up with. I just came up, I just said, well, we got to have something to say, you know, in our confession, and I got to have something for the people to believe in. So let me just make up that we're going to double our income and that uh, debts are going to be paid. That could have been a subjective truth. But it became objective when one by one, your salary started doubling. Is that true? Did you tell me your salary tripled? After she said it, did your salary quadruple? So after we said it, so now, so once God tells me something, I'm not just having an internal party. Now I'm looking outside of me to verify, is this the truth? And people's debt started getting canceled. Whose debt got canceled? I know mine did, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so now, this, it wasn't subjective truth. It wasn't just in the imagination of Pastor Rondi. Somebody say amen. Now I can know for sure it was objective truth. Y'all remember last year this time? We sitting in the storefront? Y'all, y'all visitors, y'all first time visitors. Oh my God. Y'all wouldn't even came to the, you know, to get to the bathroom, your lady, you had to slide down the back of the, it was jam packed in there. Like you couldn't get through and you, you know, and then if you went in there and somebody didn't do the number one, but they did the other number, then you got to deal with all that. Come on, somebody. And everybody ain't as clean as other people. I'm going to say, I'm, women know what I'm talking about. And then you got going after all that. And, and, and y'all, that's what it was this time last year, young lady. But this time you know, last year, I told this whole congregation, I say, no, God has a campus for us. Come on, somebody. God's got bigger for us. He, he, We're we going to be in our new, by this time next year, I told him that. By this time next year, did I tell y'all that? By this time next year, we're going to be in our new place. I'm going to have my own pastor study. We're going to have several stalls in the bathroom. Did I say that? Now, was that subjective truth or was that objective truth? You know it's objective when you, my sister in the back, can observe it. When it's observable by other people. If you on your job always talking about everybody mistreating me and ain't nobody else talking about that they mistreating you, you might be in crazy town. You might be in subjective truth. Come on, somebody. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? And so a lot of times we want people and God to validate our subjective truth and there's no chance of it. The only people that's going to validate it is your little stupid friends that don't want to hurt your feelings too. That's how we get three hours of the worst auditions on American Idol. How did them people get there? Because somebody that knew that they couldn't sing 
kept lying to them and validating them to my girl, you sound like the next Alicia Keys. <laughs> Bro, you sound like John Legend. Lying to people. So God's not going to validate your false feelings, negative opinions, and negative emotions. He's not going to do that. So your job this year is to get out of that. Here's the number one way to do it. Ooh, this is so good. It's not in my note. Write this down. Get a person. A straightforward person, too. Them passive-aggressive people, they're not going to do it. Get you a straightforward, don't care about hurting people feeling person and ask them questions about what you're doing. Susie, no, let me ask you. No, let's just be honest with you. How am I doing on this job? Now, Nikki going to tell you, you're going to probably tell you the truth. Because we already went through this before. I had a book in my nose. Natalie ain't going to tell me. She ain't going to just have Now, do I have a book? Well, Pastor, sometimes people have boogers. It doesn't matter. No, but Nikki going to tell me. She going to tell me. She going to me. Get you a person. Some of us don't have a person like that in our life. Get you an honest person. Get ready to go out on a date. Do my breath stink? Bruh, you got a dragon. You better go back in there and brush some teeth. So that you can stay out of subjective truth. Fit your own feelings, your own bad opinions and emotions. Y'all, people live in that world. They die in that world. Some of them die too soon because they live in that world. And they won't listen, my sister, to nobody. Thank God you listen to people, right? Thank God you actually start listening. But some people, they don't listen to nobody because they think they're right about everything. Are you right about everything? So everybody will say that they're not right about anything, but then when you start saying, well, what you wrong about? They can't tell you. And they won't listen to nobody telling them. So you, if you're looking for validation and the, the, the premise of your validation is false, it's based on your negative feelings, opinions, and emotions, you will not get it. Somebody say amen. What you got to make sure of is, am I right? Am I in, watch this, write this down. Am I in the will of God? Does the word of God back me up what, I, what I'm wanting to do? Somebody say Amen. Do I have a true rhyme of word? Rhyme of word. Somebody spiritual. You start thinking, man, I need to move to California. Your best friend say, yeah, go on, move to California. Now, if somebody that's tried and true who don't have a dog in the hunt say, hey, man, you know, I'll I, I bring you up here. And I stop you and say, man, God been talking about California or something. Then my wife come, didn't know what I told you, and say, you ever thought about California? 
Now that's some valid outside stuff. That's confirmation. Somebody say amen. So you got to get out of subjective truth. So here's, 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 here's Joseph. His brothers hated him. They sold him into slavery. Now let's see is what he's saying going to come true. We get some hints. Let's go to Genesis 39 and 1 through 4. It says, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, his brother sold him. An officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him from the hands of the Ishmaelites that his brother sold him to, which had brought him down to where he was, and the Lord was with Joseph. Y'all see this? The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. What's one of the signs that God is with somebody? You're prospering. Man, God gave me this idea for a recycled Q-tip business, and what I do, I gather Q-tips from these people, and then I put them in some bleach, and then I sell the Q-tips to these next people. Bro, that don't even sound right. I know I had it in the dream, but bro, they go to Shark Tank with that. What Shark Tank gonna ask them? First question: How, how much, how much money? How much money did you make last year on the recycled Q-tip business? <laughs> and if you ain't made none, y'all, do you see what I'm saying? So it's not the only, it's not the only confirmation that God is working with you. But y'all, that's one of the ones. Is what you have in your mind, is it working? Is it producing? I'm talking on any end. I just, you know, I just, I am what I am. And, and you know, you know, I, I'm just, I ain't got to change nobody. I know I'm right. Okay, how many friends do you have? I know I'm ready for man. This man ain't, ain't ready for me. How many dudes don't ask you on a date? It might be you. It could be you, the problem. Somebody say Amen. Verse 2, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a very, he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of the master of the Egyptian. Keep going. And the master saw that the Lord, here's, here's the next one. Here's the next one. So now we're getting out of subjective because objective means that you can observe what? Observe. Somebody can see it. Ain't no sense of me uh, uh, bragging up here about, man, I just keep losing weight. I keep losing weight, Natalie. I keep losing weight. You see, I'm losing weight. I'm just losing weight. When you're losing weight, sure enough, do you have to tell people? No, it's observable. And women, boy, they're they going to they really go crazy because women always looking for something. Girl, what, what you doing? Did you get the tummy tuck? You got the tummy staple. That's the first thing we want to know. Well, no, I ain't getting no time to talk about Well, good. Then it get real interesting. What you doing? Well, I'm doing the Twix diet. I eat one Twix uh, for three days, and then I eat the Twix. Whatever it is, they'll do it. Because <laughs> they see all word what? Results. Y'all, this one I want to ask you now. The stuff you did in 2023, if you be objective, did it work for you? 
You know how Dr. Phil got famous? Asking that one statement. How is it working for you? People going to hold on to the wrong stuff, but how is it working for you? Has your health gotten better? Your relationships gotten better? Your finances gotten better? Relations on your job got better? Huh? Did your single status change? Is it almost getting ready to change? Did somebody actually be their boyfriend or girlfriend last year? Like what? Ain't nothing changing? Then maybe you need to step back and say, God, okay, I need to know the truth about this. Somebody say amen. There were some things this year, I said, God, I need to know the truth about it. And he showed me the truth about it. Somebody say amen. amen. But here's the next step. So that you know that you're not demented, you're not in crazy world, is that not only will you know that God is with you, and you, you know you're prospering, but watch this. His master, his master was not he was Egyptian. He was not Jewish. He did not serve the God of the Bible. He was not circumcised. He did not believe in the God of the Bible. He believed in many other gods, but yet he could see in the life of this godly man that, 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 he, that God was with him. The master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he do to prosper in his hand. Save Christian people. You got a business. You got whatever. And you think God has told you to do it. Y'all, I'm going to tell you when the first level of the next level is going to show. When people who don't love God, they're atheists, they're LGBT, or whatever. It, it don't matter what they are. They don't even believe what you believe. They don't believe the Bible. But they can look at you and say, it's something different about you. It's something different about you. You are excellent. You are are blessed and someday every time we have a problem you come in and solve it oh yes because somebody say vindication that's part of vindication and validation right because now people say oh no we can't do without him we can't do without her when God is with you everybody begins to see There's a scripture in, uh, in Amplified. Uh, don't, don't go there, but it's, uh, I think it's in um, Matthew chapter 5, what we call the Beatitudes. He said, he said, you will be enviably blessed. Do y'all know what that means? That means that it's in God's will for him to bless you so good that people who don't know him, people outside the faith, look at your life and envy you and say, man, I wish I had it like her. I wish I had it like him. Or outside secular people saying that about you. Y'all, over the last months, I've had co-workers and people, people don't even believe in God, don't go to church. They come here, they see what God is doing, they heard about it, they, they came to see, and they go, oh my God. I thought you didn't believe in God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, Mr. Long. Oh my God, Randy, whatever they call me. Oh my God. Then we tell them some of the backstory and stuff happened. Yeah. So then I know that when I told you in January of last year this time, wasn't subjective. It wasn't me having my own party. It wasn't me uh, nominating and voting on my own ideas. It came to 
So we talked about this Wednesday. What do I do until God vindicates me? Outperform the competition. Outperform, y'all. Y'all outperform. African Americans, black African Americans, teach your children. Not get a handout, not get what's owed them, not lobby for reparations. Teach your children to outperform everybody. I can say this now because I'm not in the district districts far, far away. But do you know they take a standardized test every year? It's called the STAR. And I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. I've sat in these meetings about testing accountability. Do you know that a Spanish child coming from a bilingual home has to score a higher score on reading than the African-American child? That's true. Matter of fact, we're at the bottom of the totem pole. So let me give you some numbers. A white child will have to, pay, will have to score a 75 on the star to pass. An Asian child <laughs> have to score a 70, 75. A bilingual Hispanic child will have to score maybe a 50. A black child scores a 35. What am I saying? What am I saying? They expect us to underachieve. And giving us diplomas as gifts. Because nobody else, you, you can't pass a scar, you, you can't graduate. We've become a victimized culture. Give me, give me, let me have. But when I was growing up, my mama didn't taught me, you got to be better than the competition. You got to be smarter. You got to be more articulate. You better go in there with your suit pressed. You better go in there with your resume tight. You, better, you, you don't have to be just as good as, you got to be better than. What happened to that? This is what Joseph did. He didn't play the victim. He didn't get caught up in his feelings, opinions, and emotions because his brothers and his mama and his daddy had rejected him because his brothers had sold him into slavery because it was so unjust. 400 years of slavery, unjust. 400 years of slavery. People still, our people still talking about that, y'all. And, and maybe in some instances it need to be talked about, but y'all, at some point, we got to get up off it. Come on, somebody, and just outperform. Just outperform. Who was it, darling? You see me. What was his name? Sam Cook. During the time, Sam Cook, it was segregated in the South. You couldn't perform down there. With, you see what I'm saying? But he was so good. Do you see what I'm saying? Jesse Owens was so good. Jackie Robinson was so good that they had to let him in. Do you know, even in our lifetime, Tiger Woods, they wouldn't let him uh, <clears throat> play in a golf tournament in, in a Georgia uh, golf country club when he first started. He can't, that, that black boy can't come in here. 
I'm talking about in our lifetime. Huh? Did you see him with Al Sharpton? Picketing? Protesting? Hello, did you see him with Jesse Jackson? On CNN? Having a news conference? What did he do? He outperformed everybody. <laughs> so by the next time that FD had won all these tournaments, they wanted him at the stadium, at the, at the country club that they had put him out of. What happened to performing though? What happened to that? What happened to stop all the complaining and belly aching? What about just go do your job and do it better than everybody else? I can't hear nothing in my church. Amen. Oh, yeah. Everybody say validation. You, you know one way? You know one way? I can guarantee you're going to have the year of vindication validation. Because I'm going to have a church of the hardest working people Amen. in Houston, Texas. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. That's just in the natural. But we got to come out of our feelings, our opinions, and our emotions. We got to get in the real world. We got to get in reality. And sometimes you need a person just like me. You, you, you really want a true assessment of what's going on? Come ask me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. No, that's stupid. Don't, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have You should have listened to me when I told you last time not to do it. I'm going to tell you the truth. And that's what you need, y'all. You need mentorship. You need somebody going to hold you accountable. You need somebody going to agree with your mess every time you get ready to do something. How many of us want to come out of foe? F-O-E. Foe. Foe means enemy, right? Your feelings, your opinions, and your emotions. Everybody stand on your feet.